the, the, her public statements combined with a letter which said, um, you know, nothing more, no more resources are going in, that's it, we're done. Uh, you know, when her, the proposal at the table has not, no class size relief for overcrowded classes in high school. That's important. Um, and, and we haven't addressed it at the table. It needs to be addressed. It has no enforcement mechanism for the staffing promises. So promising staffing, we've been down that road before. CPS is not always as good as its promises. We need, there needs to be an enforcement mechanism. Um, we, we, we need to address, uh, I mean, you heard uh, people here from SEIU, our lowest paid, um, uh, two thirds of our lowest paid workers in CPS um, are the, the people who, educational support workers. Um, our uh, special education classroom assistants, our teacher's assistants. Um, those folks make less than $30,000 a year. They're offering a 1.5% raise there, um, which is like, you know, it's on the order of, um, uh, you know, uh, $300 a year. And, you know, it's just not enough to get uh, the, the bargain done. If she wants to get it done, she's got to have more resources. And so that's, what, that's the thing that dashed my hopes. Not a letter, but the content of the letter. It wasn't a serious, that wasn't, some, a, that wasn't a serious um, proposition from a serious person. That, that, that was, didn't get it done. How yeah. do you manage the expectations of your caucus here? You've described this as a once in a, or the best opportunity that you've had in generations to get a substantial deal here, but it's clear that your membership has very elevated expectations for what the outcome of this is going to be. How do you manage that and arrive at compromise? Well, well I think our, our membership expects us to get something um, that is meaningful and enforceable on class size and staffing. Um, uh, and, and then it's not a super long list after that. Um, you know, we need to do, there's a, there's a couple of pay issues, um, not across the board, but for our lowest paid workers, PSRPs, um, they, they deal with poverty level wages. They work in schools and almost all of them take second and third jobs. We have to address that. Um, and, uh, and then for our veteran teachers who do the most leadership in our schools, their pay stagnates for the last 20 years of their career. So those two groups, that's something that needs to be addressed. And then we've got to address teacher time. You've heard it before. Um, we call it prep time. I don't want to get too weedy, but all the things that teachers do, um, the collaboration, the lesson planning, the grading, the contacting parents, all that work uh, is done in four hours a week. we got to address the time issue. And it, it, that's, that's not an infinitely long list. If we can address those things, I'm confident we can get a deal, but it is going to require some more resources to do. Adding 30 minutes to prep time if you add to the school day, plus adding a bunch of extra steps for veteran teachers, that would cost hundreds of millions of dollars potentially. Meet us, meet us somewhere on it. We're willing to bargain about it, but right now the mayor's line about like, I'm done, there's nothing more, that's not going to get it done. Exactly. Jesse, do you feel like you've made any concessions so far, Bernie? Uh, we made a bunch of concessions. Um, you know, for example, um, we, we went into bargaining asking for class size relief, asking for staffing. And one of the things we said is that we acknowledge those things need to be phased in. Um, uh, and, the, you know, the, they want a very long contract. Uh, what that means is that we might have to wait a while in order to get to adequacy. Um, we have said we don't want to lock into a long deal uh, if it's going to be a bad, bad marriage. Uh, so, but that, you know, for us, that represents us uh, an acknowledgement, a compromise on our part that it, it'll take a while to get there. Okay. We're willing to work with that concept. And in exchange for that, we need those promises to be meaningful and, and they have to deliver on them. Why are they coming along at class size? Are they, are they still willing to meet you in full way or are they still only going halfway? Well, what I've, what I've said about class size, uh, just, just say it again, is that, um, you know, after telling us for months that they weren't going to bargain about class size at all, 
Um, they did start bargaining about class size only in the last few days, but the proposal has some big holes in it that we have to address. It only addresses about 15% of our overcrowded classrooms. Um, again, we're willing to work, we're willing to, uh, this is actually an important compromise, we're willing to say the resources should go first to the places that need it most. Um, I, you know, I think we, we have a, uh, an agreement and concept on that. Um, but then, you know, there's the, ad so it's like adequacy though. It's like if there's no relief in any high school and there's, not, there's no part of their plan to address that, you know, we have some high schools that have some really serious needs, uh, and that's part of it. So we are we are trying to uh, we're, we're we're trying to get get through that issue and land things in a way that we think could could work and be workable, make sense. So we were prepared. They asked us to come to the table. We came to the table. Our bargaining committee ready to negotiate, thinking they had some meaningful proposals to try to get this contract done. They came, to the pro they came to the table with essentially the same proposal that they had two weeks ago. And it's like, so what was the point? Like, we're trying to get a deal done. These things are not, we're not asking for unrealistic things. 60% of our workers make less than the poverty line here in the city of Chicago. We have to get these things done in addition to the things that CTU are fighting for. But we're fighting for wages for our workers and working conditions and making sure we don't have... Uh, bad partners like Aramark and Sodexo who are not keeping our schools clean. These are the things that we're trying to get fixed in our contract and we think it's important. And we don't think that they are um, extraordinary asks. We just want to lift our workers just out of poverty. This is not welfare, this is workers going to work every day. A bus aide who has to get up at 4 a.m. to be at a bus barn at 5 a.m. to not get paid till a kid gets on a bus at 6.30 or 7 a.m., that's problematic. And that's something that could be easily fixed. Seek us. All they're asking for is a little bit of prep time because it's a lot of work to take care of our most vulnerable children. So we're asking for a little bit of time for them to be able to prepare so that they can better serve our children. Excuse me. Our we're not waiting on a CTU. We have very meaningful proposals on the table that they can address. We have talked about CTU and us talking about issues that are related that we definitely want to negotiate together, but we are definitely ready to negotiate and come to a fair contract. We came to a fair contract with the mayor in the Chicago Park District that came forward with meaningful proposals and we came to an agreement. And we feel like we could do the same thing here at CPS. It could go? It can go until, we, until the mayor figures out what her priorities are. That's what I would say. It could be over today if the mayor figures out how to prioritize. We can't keep prioritizing the 1% in Chicago. I don't like to use cliche terms, but we have a lot of people who, are, who have to live in the city of Chicago, have to live here, pay the same rents and everything else, and we're just asking for them to be able to make a little money so that they can support their families and then in turn support the children that attend Chicago public schools. Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, great. Uh, I'm not, I have not heard of any negotiations scheduled for today, but we're ready to go back. When the mayor and her team's ready to come back and make a deal, we're ready to go back to the table. We're excited. We're anticipating getting to the table and getting a deal that we think works for all of Chicago. If you, if you do reach a deal before CTU, is it breaking solidarity? So we will not reach that? a deal before because there are issues that we definitely want to negotiate together, or at least simultaneously. What are those issues? So those would be seek a pay, pay around, uh, their um, 
teaching assistance. There are a whole lineage of issues, especially the, the wages that both parties will be negotiating together. So one will support one another. We have a solidarity letter between the unions. We are not separate at all. We will all negotiate and we will all sign contracts at the same time. We would hope I would, I, you know, it'd be like it's national news, right? It's, this is reached. This is a national. This is a national event now, and so this is going to affect school districts all over the country, especially school districts where 80% of the children are black and brown. Resources have to be put into these schools to make sure that our children get way to get what they deserve to be able to move forward in life and have a productive um, situation. What's the action going to be like in front of the mayor's budget tomorrow? You guys going to surround city Exciting! <laughs> have your popcorn ready, that's what I would suggest. We're going to be excited, we're going to be there, and once again, it's talking about the issues that matter. It's not about anything personal against the mayor, it's about we're asking her to show leadership. There are priorities that have to be, she has to set priorities. She ran on a program of prioritizing the disenfranchised, the unheard, the people who have been cast aside and marginalized and made to feel invisible. So we're asking her to live up to that promise. And I don't think that's too much to ask of her.